Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. This. Well, good morning, little brother. It's Early Break with Zip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Once again, the Mike Schaefer Hour is brought to you by Trek CBD, 84th and Highway 2. The show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Before, Sip gives his uh, just reasoning for why Mike Loxley should not be ahead of Scott Frost in rankings. Hey, quick update. I know it's early. I know it's early. We're only a few two times in. But Sip Schaefer, tied for the lead right now at the PGA Championship, is a legend. Who's that? John Daly. Really? One under par through two. Three-way tie for first. We're about three, four T times in. Did you do your usual uh, pool thing for this? And I didn't get informed? Can I still fill one out after it? Oh, no, no. I did not do do the pool. The PGA doesn't get much much interest in the people here. Wow. Uh, Changeover in staff here. No, it it never did. Even in the the past days of where golf was bigger here, no one cared about the PGA. Hmm. Didn't care. All right, Sip. You... Uh, before the break, we're, we're teasing why Mike Loxley should not be ahead of Scott Frost in any coach rankings. Well, I mean, if you're if you're trying to build a case why why you could probably keep Frost ahead of Loxley, I mean, one thing you could do is look at the scores against good teams that Maryland played this year. Iowa, Iowa, fifty one, Maryland fourteen. Okay, that was a little different than Nebraska, right? Right. Yeah. How many did wins? You hear me? How many wins did Maryland have this year? Seven. Okay. Uh, uh, here's another. Here's another score. Ohio State sixty six. Maryland seventeen. This is the same person that always told me that it doesn't matter what the scores. Wins and losses matter most. This would is you, this is strange you, for would you. Would you stop it? This is very strange coming from you. Minnesota. When I said a blowout losses are, are different than close Minnesota. losses. Minnesota. Well, it's a different context we're talking about. Minnesota thirty four. Maryland sixteen. Penn State thirty one. Maryland fourteen. Michigan State, 40. Maryland, 21. Michigan, 59. Maryland, 18. I'm just telling you, this is strange coming from you, who yelled at me many times for not admitting that a loss is a loss. This is a different context. Why? Because we're straight up comparing coaches. Well, Mike Lockett would say, I I had seven wins and your coach had three. That's That's what he would say. That's a decent point. (laughs) That's all the point I need. I'm just throwing out – I'm just throwing out – um, I never thought I'd hear you talk about a it's a point data point. Here. It's a data point. What did Maryland schedule for this year? Oh, got it. Hold on. They get 
Did they have any good Hold wins? They have Buffalo. I got it. I got it in front of me. Okay. okay. They okay. start with Buffalo on the third. Oh, this upcoming season? This yeah. season, oh, okay. Jake. Charlotte. SMU. Okay. Then it's Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, Indiana, Northwestern. So there's a chance. That's five wins in there, I think. That, that they are like four and four after those first eight games. Hmm. Chance. Well, they've been they the, have win the, the first three. They'll beat Northwestern and Indiana. I don't That's know five if they're wins, a guarantee though. over SMU. Okay. Right? Like No, not guaranteed. I mean, I, I think that they – I don't even know what that look-ahead line would be. Now, the thing that they have going for them, I really like their quarterback. I yeah. like their quarterback, and I think Hell Raheem yeah. Jarrett's still there. They had a mass exodus of players after the year, so I don't know who's all there and who's not. But um, I like Tagaloa a lot. He's very good. Um, but I would – I don't know if they'll make a bowl game. I got him at five wins before. Part of it is they play in the East much harder. I'm sorry, Jake. Well, the schedule he laid out there, I, I saw five wins in there. And that was that the total schedule, or is that just the? Well, first? that was just the first eight games. Okay, they're they're five and three through eight games. You think so? Yep. They win the first. They'll beat SMU. They'll win those first three, and they'll beat Northwestern, and they'll beat Indiana. That's five wins. And then we'll see what happens in November. Okay. I think Indiana could be a toss up. I think Indiana's bad this year. That's a game I'm I'm not really concerned about for Nebraska. I know that's going to come back and haunt me. But just don't say it's a winnable game. I, do, can't do that I won't say that. Teams from that state. Uh, Schaefer, before we get to the game show, I saw this yesterday, and you you quote tweeted this also regarding the NCAA uh, D1 football annual signing and initial counter limits removed for the next two academic years by the D1 council. What does this mean? Uh, it means different things to different programs in different stages. So. Um, Really, what it comes down to is that if Nebraska chooses to take 35 kids in the 2023 class because they have a mass exodus of players, they can do that. You know, you used to be limited by the number 25. The only thing that matters is the number 85 now. And so if you have 85 or less scholarships on August 1, I think is the date, you're good to go for the upcoming season. That's the number you have to get down to. I think there's some checks and balances before you get to August 1, so you're not carrying like 122 kids uh, at some point in time. But um, so I, I suspect that this is kind of where the things are headed. It's in part because there's so much movement now that it's hard for programs to even stick around the 85. And then when you limit them, like Kansas has been limited in the past, they haven't been able to build back up to having 85 scholarships because they've just lost more players than being able to take 25 each year would even get Why you. Why was Kansas 25. limited? Well, Charlie Weiss ran off everybody. That's, and right. Then, That's right. So it's hard to catch up. Yeah. It, and especially with that limitation. So now Lance Leipold <clears throat> will have the opportunity to try to fill in more. You know, the, the problem with that is that it, it assumes the guys you're going to fill in are going to stick around too. So you're we're in this mass cycle where you're talking about Lots of people coming and going every year. And when we get into this with transition classes, when Scott Frost first took over after 2017, I mean, they used everything at their disposal to clean out that roster. I mean, early retirement packages for players, medical red shirts, all of those things. Because there's a bunch of guys on this roster they didn't think we're going to play for you don't have to worry about that as much because now you can basically just go and get as many players as you want and push out the other ones out the door. And you can still have a more competitive roster than I really, I would guess Nebraska felt like it had in 2018. 
Uh, also, Pac-12 doing away with divisions as of next season. Hopefully, Big Ten follows suit. Mm-hmm. Not a big. We fan. talked about this, and Sip did not want. I like the divisions. You like the organization of yes. it more than anything. The, I mean, we're just settling into this familiarity, um, schedule familiarity, familiarity with opponents. Now is going to get blown up, and I don't like the the model that's being suggested, which is the pod. Yeah. Well, no. Well, I don't know if, if this is what you're referring to. Having three teams that you play. Yeah, in it's called game. a pod. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Nebraska would be Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota. Do you for know Nebraska. that? Do you that's, know well, that's what people have estimated. That it it would make the most sense from a geographical and probably competitive standpoint. Right. Um, the one issue with that is so like a pod for Illinois would be Northwestern, Purdue, and Indiana or something. Inequity. And that, inequity. that just feels like a four-team pod of no one gives a crap. Yep. And it's there's an inequity that I'd be concerned about that – and, and and Penn State's pod would potentially be Maryland, Rutgers, Penn State, and Ohio State. If you keep or, it regionalized, which you don't have to do that, right? Yeah, well, it could be. And you could change the pod, you know, every couple of years to make it uh, exactly. work mathematically. Yeah, that, but I, changing the pod every couple of years, I, this is the, the, those are the sorts of things I don't like. Yeah, I yeah, just I, I like I, eliminating I I like eliminating divisions because I get tired of situations like we experienced a few years ago where there's no reason Wisconsin should have ever shown up to the Big Ten championship game because all it was going to do was eliminate them from the college football playoff while Alabama and Nick Saban sat with their feet up and had nothing to gain, nothing to lose. If you eliminate divisions, Alabama plays in that SEC title game Mm -hmm. and they play their way into the playoff. I, I rec- think you eliminate more inconsistencies with who gets to go in and who doesn't. And I also think it hurts a program like Notre Dame even more because they don't have – there used to be like, well, if you can still get in without winning your you know, conference, what does it matter if Notre Dame's not in the conference? Well, it's going to be really hard to get into the college football playoff if there's no divisions. Right. So – And, okay, now – Listen, I understand there's pros to ending the division, and, and it's, it's somewhat appealing to me. The one thing I aired on it when we were talking about it was I tried to get on board with the notion of Michigan and Ohio State playing the game and then having a rematch. That, 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 there's nothing good about it. Yeah, back-to-back after, after, suck, they, No, no, no. They wouldn't want it. It would be terrible because here's what you're doing. Here's what you're doing to those teams. If they play the game, and then have to play again. Hmm. Then if you expand the playoff, then they're then they're going in right into the playoff in early December. You can't. That's too that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous scenario. You see what I'm saying? No. That's a ridiculous scenario. Because you're creating in your head that that game is more physical and more fought out and all these things that you add to it from your own perception. Because what do you do at the end of November? You play a football game. Mm -hmm. What do you do if you make it to the conference championship game? You play a football game. If you're expanding the playoff, you're still playing a football game. Putting the names Michigan and Ohio State is Mm -hmm. you adding emphasis onto that game. Well, I don't have to add emphasis on it. It's a a war. It's a holy war. See, you're adding emphasis that that game has somehow – it's more difficult to play that game than it would be to if you were Penn, Penn State, State playing Michigan State that Well, weekend. I do think that's the case. I don't. I think every time Penn State, Michigan State plays, it's a detriment to anyone who likes offensive football. <laughs> 
I'm suggesting there's a lot of energy poured into a rival. Well, but I'm saying that you are taking something and you're making it more because of those two teams when it's still the same thing. Two teams play football. The next week, two teams play football. But I, 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 I don't know if this is what you're suggesting, but I don't look at Nebraska Fordham the way I look at Nebraska Oklahoma. Although it's two teams playing football. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from right. with it, but at the same time, if Alabama plays Auburn mm-hmm. and then turns around and has to play Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's that's still a lot. It's a lot. It's I mean, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I get it. I, I'm I also. Mean, I feel like when people present that scenario, mm-hmm. they ignore the fact that that probably only would have popped up once or two twice. of the last four years. Yeah, and two Oklahoma and Texas. How many times have they played for a Big Ten or Big Twelve title? I don't once. know that. Yeah, I don't know that. I I just feel like the people want to go against it for things that might theoretically happen. True. Rather than but, stuff that is, con- But in you the know. Big Ten, it's very possible right now. Sure, because they're good possible. teams. Yeah. Good the idea good of playing for a conference championship is the good teams do it. I don't like it. I don't like it from the game standpoint. The the game, Michigan-Ohio State. That's the uh, one. I don't like you referring to it as the game because I find that obnoxious as hell. Why? Not you doing it, just it is the game. calling it that. But it is the game. Yeah. Well, we can play the real game, which is the game show on this show. Shut up, Sip. That's the real game. Which you got to do tomorrow, even if it's a war today. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. This is a daily thing. It's a holy war. Wow. I've seen this game be a holy war before. (laughs) It has. Give us a call right now, 464-568. Five your chance to win a business box of bagels to Bagels and Joe. You... Are one and two on the week. You are seven and six in the recess, ah. so above five hundred by just one. Ah. Today, of course, is a throwback Thursday, the two thousand five NFL football season. Oh, very random. Yep. Yeah, it's always random. Well, it's, there's got to be some tie in. No, there. there's no. It's random. Okay. Wow. Very random. All right. Think you know your two thousand five NFL football season. Stats, factoids. No, I really don't. Call us I up. don't know anything four, six, about it. Four, four, five, six, eight, five. Shut up, simple. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, "Shut up, simple!" <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, simple. Call now to play. Four six four. Five six eight five. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. Did I really scare a caller off? We had someone call right away for the show. I said 2005 NFL trivia, they and clicked. they hung up. They might have listened. Clicked. The way this works, you win a prize no matter what. If you lose, you get a bagel and a coffee. You win, you get a full dozen bagels. You can't lose. There's no there's no losing in calling today. I know you lose Schaefer, a Sipple, and that hurts. It does hurt. Best. I know that Schaefer's imposing. Sipple can be imposing on certain I topics. I don't know that I'm super imposing here because I'm struggling to. Re- this was like my senior year of high school, struggling to remember what would have been notable about that year. I, always, I think I have like who played for what. Yeah, I think I think you guys would be okay. I always look at this as you and Jake's now wheelhouse. Now the checked. Oh, this this would be my way. I would get all these questions correct. We have wrote the questions. No, oh, but I would. But I wrote the ones I thought were easy. You know, right? sometimes we I do the, the reverse, and I and I throw some trivia at Jake. And what I've noticed is he's not that good at it. Oh, <laughs> you, you <laughs> throw the most random questions. I've invited ever him a couple times to play trivia. What are you he always has about? a convenient excuse. You asked me to name like four or five songs after a band, that, and I do, do it all good, the time. Yeah, you do good on that. You had no earthly idea who Mike Elko was. 
I did know who he was. I had the wrong school he came from. All right, Colton, how do you feel about 2005 NFL, the football season there? We shall see. I was only 10. Okay. You were just 10. I think I was 14. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do you know how old he would be now, Steve? <laughs> oh, man. That's a good question. I'll think about that one, too. Plus 17? Yeah, he's in the he's 27. In upper 20s. There we go. All right. Colton, first question goes All to right, you. Crouton. Schaefer, a lifeline for SIP for one question. As always, here we go. Colton, what Seattle Seahawks running back led the NFL in touchdowns with 28 and rushing yards with 1,880 yards in 2005. That has to The only name I can think of is Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander is correct. That is not who Steve had. Oh, no. You were going to say Marshawn Lynch, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Ricky Waters. That, that would have been, he was before that time. All right, Crouton got that, Colton. Crouton Colton. Yeah. I don't think Marshawn Lynch was even at no. Cal. Uh, he may have been at Cal, Cal in 05. He might have been. Okay. Uh, sip first question. Schaefer still in play. You're down 1-0. What Carolina Panthers wide receiver led the NFL in receiving yards in 2005 with 1,563 yards? I have a name. I have a name. Carolina Panthers? Carolina Panthers, 2005. Schaefer? I am fairly certain I have this. I'm doing it. Oh, this is a tough decision because I'm. If you have a name, you should take it. Though. Yeah. I mean, they don't use me here. If you've got one, go for it. I know there's potential embarrassment in these answers. Steve Smith. Steve Smith is not embarrassing at all. It's the correct answer. All right. All right. Could have said Musin Muhammad, who was also there, but that yeah, would not have been correct. Right. Could, could have, have said Ray Carruth, and that would have been an answer that for a different reason. <laughs> yes. All right, so Schaefer's still in play. Colton, for the lead, your last question. What Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back won NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2005? Uh, is it he was a rookie of the year, you said? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Is it Cadillac Williams? Cadillac Williams Whoa. is correct not from that. Auburn. Whoa. Great job. They had two ru- two Auburn running backs picked in the top five. Yeah, we just talked Ronnie, about Ronnie Brown. Ronnie Brown, Ronnie Brown and Cadillac Williams. Yes. How about that? Way to go. Man. All right. He pulled Yeah, he pulled it out there. All right. Schaefer. I still got Schaefer in Schaefer's play. in play. You better use him here. Down 2-1. <laughs> All right, Sip, for you the time. Steve Smith, and he's just throwing you under the what s- all the At the time, they were the San Diego Chargers. What San Diego Chargers linebacker won NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year in 2005? Ooh. I have this. Okay, let me think. He's in play. I know. I just want to see if I can get it on my own. <laughs> it's risky. Schaefer. Pretty sure he had a notable relationship with Tila Tequila. Sean Merriman. <laughs> okay. Oh, good job, Schaefer. I would not have got that. All right. This goes to Colton because you yes. had this the other day. So, thank Colton, you. this thank goes you to you. Sip will go over under your number, Colton. The Seahawks led the NFL in points scored in 2005 with 452 points in the regular season. The Browns were dead last in scoring. How many points did they score? Again, the Seahawks had 452, which was first. The Browns were dead last with how many points on the season? Oh, man. I'll say 
13.7. Okay, how, but times that by 16, I guess. Yeah, how many points How many that? points in the season? Total, okay, um, yeah. We're looking at 220. Okay, 220. Great number. They scored more than 220 over. Not by much, though. Good guess, Colton. 232 was the oh, number for the guess. Browns. So good guess, Chris. It was a great game. We'll get you a bag on the coffee. Colton, thanks for calling in and calling down the road. Thanks, guys. Thank right. you. Uh, Thank you. Have a great day. Keeping track at home, that'd be 14.5 points per game compared to the Seahawks, 28 Who's points. Who's quarterback then, the guys? Uh, Cleveland? And 05? Yeah. Charlie Fry. Might have been Charlie Fry. For the Seahawks, it was Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs> They went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Cedars that year. Eight and six now overall. And two and two on the week. Chance for a winning week still tomorrow. Back-to-back winning weeks. That was a good game. Well, hey, all questions were correct today. What? Schaefer. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Schaefer? <laughs> well, we'll uh, bring in Jay Foreman for the spillover next on an early break on the ticket.